Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's Let's start start with with Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For over 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death, and so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. I am having a good day. And I'm grateful that I get to share a little bit with you today. I woke up this morning had a pretty powerful, positive conversation with my mom. We were talking about dreams, and aren't they crazy? Some of the things that show up in my own dreams make me certain that there is a much bigger picture going on. Where do they come from? I don't know. How can they be so clear as if they really are happening? I don't know. Then we started talking about dreams of loved ones in the afterlife. And I love talking about that. And we talked a little bit about Christopher Kerr, the doctor who works with hospice, who we spoke about, oh, just over a month ago, about all the studies he's done with people that are close to dying, and how they have dreams so clear as if they are real of their loved ones who have passed. And then mom and I started talking about children. I wonder what kids dream about which made me think, do kids dream about loved ones who they haven't met yet, who have already passed? So if you have any stories like that, send me an email. I love hearing your stories, first of all, but I am interested to know about little kids. I know we've talked about little children seeing people who have already passed, and we'll talk a little bit more about that today. But if you have a good story about the afterlife or signs you've gotten from your loved ones or a near-death experience, maybe, just drop me an email, sandrachamplain at gmail.com. Some other good things happening. I got an email from the Institute of Noetic Sciences. The public relations lady, Victoria, sent me an email saying that they are holding a contest 
and already more than 100 applicants have submitted essays for the prize. The contest is called the Linda G. O'Brien Noetic Sciences Research Prize, and they will be awarding $100,000 annually to groundbreaking research in the field of consciousness. She says the date to submit is already over. Of course, there'll be one next year as well. But their submissions aim to answer questions such as, does consciousness survive after death? And do our minds affect the physical world? And if so, how? And how do we access our full potential as humans? Over 100 applicants have already submitted their essays. They say the winner of the prize will be announced in June of 2023. That the prize is named in honor of the IONS board member and longtime supporter, Linda G. O'Brien. She has been a member since the 80s, and she created this award with the aim of inspiring groundbreaking discoveries in the field of consciousness, with the ultimate goal of shedding light on revolutionary ideas that could change the world. And then it said about IONS, it sounds so close to... IANS, which is the Near-Death Association group, but this is I-O-N-S. The Institute of Noetic Sciences is a nonprofit research center and direct experience lab specializing in the interaction of science and profound human experience. Founded in 1973 by Apollo 14 astronaut and sixth man to walk on the moon, Edgar Mitchell, IONS is dedicated to exploring the frontiers of consciousness and extended human capacities to promote a more holistic view of human potential and the nature of reality. For more information, visit noetic.org. So that's N-O-E-T-I-C dot org. So I wrote her back to make sure as soon as these essays come out, and the winner has been chosen to include me, and I would love to do an interview with them. And you bet, I would love to share the essays with you. Speaking of essays, do you know about the Bigelow Institute for Consciousness Studies? In 2001, aerospace entrepreneur Robert Bigelow created a contest offering a million dollars in prize money for the best evidence of the survival of consciousness after permanent bodily death. The results are in, people made some good money, and the essays are now available to read. He's also doing a new program, giving up to $1 million in grants, and will fund research into contact and communication with the other side. So if you'd like to read the prize-winning essays, there's 29 of them, you can go to bigelowinstitute.org. It's not just me talking about the afterlife. We have a lot of research going on from some very prominent people all about the afterlife, and there's a lot of good to report. It's very easy for a skeptical mind or person, like I used to be, to make these statements like, there's no proof of the afterlife, when really there is, but not enough people are talking about it. 
Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book called The Tipping Point. What does it take for maybe a product or a new idea to really take off in the world and make it mainstream? Here in America, we had the American Revolution when the colonists fought to make our country independent. And you may have heard of the story about the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Little did people know that there was another gentleman who made a ride as well. I don't even remember his name, to be honest, but it didn't have the impact. Why Paul Revere is remembered is he was someone that was part of the community, that people knew, that people trusted. And when he did his midnight ride saying, the British are coming, the British are coming, the colonists were prepared, leading America eventually to become its own country. What does Paul Revere have to do with the afterlife, you ask? When enough people hear the word, and I think do a little bit of your own research to really know in your heart the reality of the afterlife, it'll be easier to share about this. Even looking in my own life, when I was a kid, there was a local psychic who made some terrible predictions. And I know as a kid, my parents had told me that stuff is crazy. You have to see it to believe it. So I grew up not believing in any form of mediumship or psychic abilities. Thought everybody was crazy who talked that language. And through my life, I've seen now what began as just a few new age people doing the spiritual stuff. It's become so mainstream that everybody's heard of mediumship. It's on television. There's all kinds of paranormal things. So what may happen in the future? I personally think during our lifetime, more people than not will believe in the afterlife. I'm hoping within my life that we all have some handheld device we can use to talk to our loved ones, get their voices, have our psychic abilities so in tune that we know when our loved one is talking to us through our mind. Way back in 2002, I started doing all kinds of human exploration courses, what it is to be human, how we can have the best life possible. One of the courses I took met five times a year in San Francisco. We had to come up with what was called an impossible promise. We had to declare what our life is for. Back in 2002, I had no idea. The instructor said, what is it you've always been interested in? Who have you always been being? What's important to you? And 2002, that's 21 years ago. I was just realizing how interested I was in exploring is there life after death and exploring the different reasons to believe. I had gotten into electronic voice phenomena and I had heard some voices. I had taken a mediumship course. When you make your life about a purpose bigger than who you are, it gives you not only a powerful life, but the stuff that happens in our life that's not so good doesn't seem so bad when you have your eyes focused on something bigger. So some people were making this impossible promise that they wanted to end homelessness. Some people wanted to clean up the water in the world. Some people wanted to make sure 
There's no starvation on planet Earth. Some that all children have schooling and have shoes on their feet. And yours truly had to come up with something. So I said, by the year 2027, all people will know that we don't die and that we are souls having a human experience. I said that with no evidence that I really wanted to do that, but I had to put something on the paper. And how interesting is it that through the events that have happened in my life, including the passing of my dad, that I am here now, (laughs) four years away from what I said in this impossible promise, that all people in the world will know. Now, it's called an impossible promise because it is impossible to get it to every single human being on planet Earth. But has it given me passion and has it given me life? Absolutely, it has. And now I'm getting opportunities to share to a huge audience, to you listening now. I also got a call not too long ago from the producer of this show and the producer of Coast to Coast AM. There may be an opportunity if you like, to meet me live along with George Norrie in New England later on this year. I'll tell you more about it when I have more details. So be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you write on a piece of paper. Be careful what you share with others. But if you want to have a powerful life, look to serve others in the biggest way you can. Let's head to the break, and then we'll talk about the dream world when we come back. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stay right there. There's more Sandra coming right up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot shades. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve 
with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. My name is Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com. Over five years ago, George Norrie approached me with a unique concept, a dating site for people searching for someone with interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal. From that, ParanormalDate.com was born. It's a unique site for unique people, and it's free to join to look around. If you want to upgrade and enjoy more of our great features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. So check it out. You got nothing to lose. ParanormalDate.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm George Norrie. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and I'm thrilled to know that weeks and months before we pass, we dream of our loved ones. They're there to meet us, greet us, and help us across the veil. But what about dreams of our loved ones while we're still fully alive? How do dreams of our deceased loved ones affect the dreamers? Just like telling you about the Institute for Noetic Sciences and the Bigelow Institute, I'm thrilled to report that there is research going on about dreams of our loved ones. Psychology Today recently published an article about just the same thing. So let me read it to you. This is by Libby Ma. Many years ago, shortly after my friend Janet passed away, I had a vivid and intense dream about her. During her life, Janet was disabled and wheelchair-bound, In my dream, however, I saw her moving freely and joyfully. She looked young and healthy. Her entire body basked in radiant light, and she smiled warmly at me. Happy to see her, I exclaimed, Janet, you look so beautiful, and I reached out to touch her face. The instant I made contact, I woke up, trembling in amazement. I knew that a profound experience had just taken place. Clinical psychologist Jennifer Shorter defines visitation dreams as striking emotionally intense dreams in which a recently deceased loved one returns to provide guidance, reassurance, and sometimes a warning 
These experiences are unique, powerful, and sometimes life-changing. Based on multiple studies, here are eight common characteristics of visitation dreams. And she has written a book about it called Visitation Dreams of Deceased Loved Ones, Understanding Their Meaning and Transformative Power. So number one, it feels so real. One of the most common descriptions of visitation dreams is that they are so much more intense, vivid, and kinesthetic than ordinary dreams. It feels so real is a common refrain characterizing experiences both during and after the dream. The intensity of the dream may stay with the dreamer for months or even years, as if the dream had happened only recently. Number two, the deceased appear healthy and vibrant. Typically, the deceased appear in visitation dreams, not in their ill, frail, or anguished states. Instead, they show themselves as healthy, vibrant, and younger in appearance. Number three, the deceased convey reassurance. The deceased also frequently appear in visitation dreams, conveying reassurance, love, and joy. The reassurance can be both that the deceased is okay and that the one who's dreaming will also be okay. Number four, the deceased convey important messages. The deceased in visitation dreams often come with important messages for the dreamer. They may impart wisdom, life lessons, reminders, or other helpful guidance. Number five, the deceased communicate telepathically. In many cases, the deceased will appear in visitation dreams, communicating telepathically and or symbolically rather than verbally. Without words, the dreamer is able to clearly understand the message of the deceased loved one. Number six, the dreamer awakens with intense emotions. Those who experience visitation dreams often awaken feeling strong, usually positive emotions. In addition to a vivid sense that the dream was real, one may also feel love, joy, relief, sadness, or pensive. Number seven, the dreamer experiences closure. Some people who have had visitation dreams report that the experience helped them with the process of grieving. Following the dream, they were able to cope better with loss, achieve closure, and move on in their lives. And number eight, the dreamer is changed by the experience. Perhaps the most striking aspect of visitation dreams is that they can transform the life perspective of the dreamer. Many people who have had visitation dreams report a stronger interest in the larger existential question of life, as well as a desire to explore spiritual purpose and meaning. These include cases where the dreamer had little or no interest in such matters prior to the visitation dream. So that was from Psychology Today. Next, I want to share with you some words from Dr. Joshua Black, who is actually a grief dream expert. 
He hosts the podcast, Grief Dreams, that you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. And there are currently 218 episodes of different people talking about their grief dreams and visitations with their loved ones. So you want to check that out. This article is from Guideposts. Grief dream expert Dr. Joshua Black explains how we can interpret dreams about deceased loved ones and why they occur. Dr. Joshua Black will never forget the first dream he had about his father shortly after he passed. In it, his dad stood on the other side of the room, looking healthy and peaceful. Dr. Black called out to his father, I love you. I'm going to miss you. Dr. Black isn't alone in his experience. His study published in the journal Dreaming found that 86% of participants dreamed of loved ones after they'd recently passed. For Dr. Black, this first dream was followed by a series of vivid dreams of his father. They affected him so deeply that they inspired him to pursue a PhD in such dreams, which he calls grief dreams. He's gone on to become one of the foremost experts in this emerging field. Here's some questions, he answered. What are the characteristics of grief dreams? A grief dream is any kind of dream you've had after the loss of a loved one. It can be a symbolic dream reflecting on your emotions surrounding the loss For example, you're feeling overwhelmed by grief, so you dream something collapses on you, reflecting that feeling of being crushed. Or it can be a dream in which the deceased is mentioned, perhaps by an angel or a hospital worker. Or you can dream that the deceased is present. This type of dream interests people the most, and it's where I've focused a lot of my academic research. Question, what forms do the grief dreams in which the deceased are present commonly take? I've found seven common types of these dreams. They are rationalization dreams in which the dreamer tries to understand why the deceased appears to be alive and present, and others in which the dreamer helps their loved one cross over into the afterlife. Sometimes the dreamer sees the deceased as sick or dead. Similar in tone is the type of dream in which the deceased expresses disapproval of the dreamer. There are also separation dreams in which the deceased and the dreamer are kept apart by a physical obstacle, such as a wall. The most positive dreams are the ones in which the deceased offers comfort through words or actions, or dreams in which the dreamer sees them healthy and happy. Question, do people have more negative dreams or positive ones? Dream research has shown that when people have dreams in general, they have more negative dreams than positive ones. That's simply because of daily stress, which gets incorporated. After trauma, research shows these dreams tend to become even more negative. So you'd think that grief dreams would follow this pattern and that people would have more negative grief dreams than positive ones. But that doesn't seem to be the case. When the deceased appear in dreams, they tend to be positive. In one of my studies, about 90% of people reported having at least one positive dream 
of the deceased, as opposed to 44% who had at least one negative. It points to something different going on with these types of dreams. They're a very special experience. Many people I've spoken with have told me these dreams also feel different from an average dream. They're much more vivid. Question. So what does it mean if you're one of the people who has a negative grief dream? Negative grief dreams don't mean that you've had a negative relationship with the person who's passed. They are often a reflection of the distress the dreamer is experiencing after losing someone. This is especially true if you're suppressing your emotions about the death of a loved one, which isn't uncommon. I did that after my dad passed. In this case, the negative dream can help you work through your feelings you've been avoiding in your waking life. I'm going to pause reading that article to you and just talk a little bit about dreams. I don't know if this is true for you, but in me, it is stirring up all kinds of memories. The good news is we're talking about something fascinating, something I haven't really dug my teeth into yet. I know I've interviewed enough people that have had near-death experiences, and they describe the memory of them so crystal clear, clearer than any memory they've ever had, and they can recall it even if it's 70, 80 years before. There's something in common with this and these grief dreams of loved ones. Some people experience them so vivid and real their loved ones appearing younger, healthier. Things are spoken that weren't spoken when they were alive. While I know we all have some crazy dreams at night, and I do believe some of the emotions we experience in our dreams are some of the emotions we're experiencing during the day, but I can't help but believe that our loved ones use the dream state when they can to let us know that they are okay and still alive and for us to continue living our lives. So let's go to the break and we'll hear more from Dr. Black. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Now, here's more Sandra on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. Did you too find yourself at the break reliving or recalling some of the dreams you've had of your loved ones? I have to admit, I don't remember having a dream so crystal clear with communication from my dad or my grandmother. Not like that. But what I have had are some really pleasant dreams of them. In my mind, when I wake up in the morning feeling happy and good about a dream, and my loved one was in it, I tend to think that they had a little something to do with it, letting me know, hey, I'm still here. I have had dreams of arguments and scary stuff. We are all human beings, and we have this subconscious mind. And it has been said that our minds store so much information. And at night when we sleep, dreams act sort of like a bilge pump on a boat, pumping out things that we no longer need in our subconscious. Now I know dreams seem so real to life, and that is a miracle and a mystery. But when a loved one comes in, clear, and you're left feeling love, I can't help but think, That's the real deal. So I'd like to continue reading 
a little bit more from this article about Dr. Joshua Black, who is a grief dream expert. Question, why are these kinds of dreams so important? Remembering your grief dreams can provide an opportunity to reflect on the work through your grief in a new way. For instance, my father died very suddenly, and my dreams gave me a chance to say goodbye to him. Some dreams allow the bereaved to continue to feel bonded with the deceased, which can be helpful after a loss. Grief dreams can also lead people to place more value on their dreams in general. Dreams can provide a new tool to understand ourselves. I believe that the more we understand about ourselves, the more we can love ourselves. Question, what are some of the most surprising things you've learned about grief dreams during your research? First off, how common they are. In a sample of bereaved partners and spouses, 86% had a dream of the deceased. But even more than that, how common they are after all kinds of loss. And of course, I was fascinated to discover that people experienced grief dreams before knowing their loved one had passed. Wow. (laughs) Question. What do grief dreams of spouses look like? They generally fall into one of the larger dream categories I mentioned earlier, such as the dreamer being comforted by their deceased loved one. For example, one woman told me that her husband came to her in a dream and told her not to worry about him because he was with Jesus and no longer suffering from Alzheimer's disease. Interestingly, it's also common for a deceased spouse to appear in a dream and approve of their partner remarrying. There's a lot of love and positivity in these dreams. Question, how common are pregnancy loss dreams? One of my studies found that 58% of people who'd lost a pregnancy had a grief dream, both mothers and their partners. These parents have never met their child, but nonetheless dream about the baby lost. The child can appear in their dreams as a newborn in their arms, or as a toddler saying, I love you, or even as a teenager saying, it wasn't your fault. Question. How about the dreams that people have of deceased pets? My study found that 76% of people whose pets had passed had dreams about them. Of course, the major difference is that the animal generally doesn't talk. These dreams tend to reflect the pet's life and what they and the dreamer used to enjoy doing together. So for instance, the dream might include taking a dog to a favorite dog park or petting a beloved cat. Question, do young children have bereavement dreams? A lot of people forget that children can have these kinds of dreams. Even young children who don't yet fully understand death, but are nonetheless trying to have these dreams. It's important to ask our children and the kids we serve, if they're having these kinds of dreams. Sometimes the dreams will start years after the person the child is grieving has passed away. One woman told me that she began dreaming of her deceased father 
when she was 13. She'd never actually met him because he had died before she was born. But she formed a bond with him through these dreams that sustained her as she continued to grow up. He'd give her fatherly advice in these dreams. Question. You mentioned grief dreams before knowledge of the loss. Can you explain what these are and why they might occur? Yes. Some people have grief dreams before they are notified that their loved one has passed. Usually in these dreams, a loved one comes to them and says goodbye, often in a very positive way. Sometimes the dreamer knew the person was unwell, and other times they did not. I can't explain it. I think in this case, there's an invisible tie between these two people. They're connected somehow. Question, in your opinion, how are these dreams spiritual? Interestingly, people of all religions and varying levels of faith experience grief dreams. Some think these dreams are unhealthy or that they have a negative spiritual component. But my research has shown the healing powers of these dreams. One of the main questions I get is, do you believe that this is a visitation? And I can't determine that. Only you can. Any tips on how to better understand grief dreams? Personally, I found dream journaling and studying about dreams is helpful to understanding dreams. To understand dreams, you first have to understand your own dream language and symbols. I always tell people to start with the emotion in the dream and connect them to waking life. Then work from there to connect the symbols to waking life. So once again, check out Dr. Black's podcast, Grief Dreams. And he's got a website, griefdreams.ca. Do you want to try an experiment with me? Have a picture of your loved one close by. And before you go to sleep at night, have a conversation with them that you're doing a dream experiment and ask them to come to you in your dreams. Have the dream journal. And this may not be an overnight thing, no pun intended. It may take some time and some practicing to see if your loved ones appear in your dreams. I'd like to read now just a few examples of people from beneath a YouTube video talking about loved ones in dreams, just so you can see how normal this really is. Bobby says, I just had a dream about my mom who passed away many years ago. She gave me a great big hug. Ellie said, last night I had a dream about my friend who died of cancer, but she looked so healthy like before she had cancer. She had her own hair and she was smiling. She told me she's very happy and nothing hurts anymore. Hannah says, it's been almost a year and a half since my best friend died, but she finally came to visit me in my sleep. It was beautiful. Nick says, I dreamt of my deceased cat and my cousin. It made me feel so happy during the dream, as if we had more time together. Maria says, my husband passed away one month ago, and I've been dreaming about him often. Jan says, my mom passed away just about a month ago now, and I have been having numerous dreams of her almost on a daily basis. The most recent dream I've had was her sitting on the edge of my bed, and she looked over at me and smiled. I wish and hope to continue having these dreams of her because 
It is the closest thing I still have to her being here in person. Josie says, I dreamt last night about my mom and dad. My dad gave me a banknote in red in his left hand. It's a wonderful feeling to see both of them together in my dreams. KP says, I had a dream of my uncle that passed away in June, and he looked healthy and young again. The first dream to me was like he was showing me how he was doing now. My second dream was him hugging me and telling me that it's okay and that he's doing well, and he's back with my other uncle, and someday I will see them again. Wes says, My brother passed away last year, and I saw him in my dreams, smiling, and he gave me a big hug. Evan says, I dream about my beautiful son. In one dream, he said, Oh, Mom, you can't imagine how happy I am. Morris says, The day my sister passed away, I went home and had a very hard time. I was crying, asking her to give me some signs. Later that night, I went to bed and dreamt of her. She was holding my hand and we were walking. She was so happy smiling and gave me the biggest hug I ever felt. She was healthy too. We walked in a place I have never seen before, but it was so beautiful. I woke up crying and I ended up crying for a while. It was the most vivid dream I've ever had, like I was there physically with her. Jeannie says, Last night I had a dream of my twin who died when she was two years old, but she looked about the same age as I am now. The only words she said were, I'm right here. I'll always be by your side. Beautiful stories. Grief is so very tough, and our loved ones certainly want us to know that they live on. So whether they come through your imagination, in the dream state, you hear their voice, you receive a sign, or maybe you talk to a medium, they are alive and well, and you will see them again. Coming up after the break, a few words from Dr. Oz as he learns about the afterlife. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today 
at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, this is ufologist Kevin Randall, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain. We started out this episode talking about some big prize money being given out for evidence of the afterlife from some pretty major organizations, followed by studies of loved ones showing up in our dreams. And just to continue that more mainstream people are talking about the afterlife, I want to play a clip from Dr. Oz's show. The most outrageous things that will blow your mind. And today's show comes from something you've been sharing with me since we first talked about it. I've received an overwhelming outpouring of responses of outrageous signs that you say your loved ones are sending from the other side. Now, this woman says, for example, that her mom finds ways to send her unique signs like a queen of hearts. It has a significant meaning to her. And take a look at this flower made out of shells. A viewer says she thinks it's a sign from her son. Now, I've just been blown away by the response. I wait until you hear the stories we found and the lives that were changed. Could you be next? Hi, my name is Kate Rabinowitz. My 14-year-old daughter, Anna Linton, was killed six years ago. A week ago, I thought that my GPS had failed me, and I asked, Anna, if you are here, can you please send a sign that this is okay? And I looked up above, and there was Anna capital letters with an exclamation mark. I am so grateful, my heart burst, and I felt like she really is here. 
My name is Linda Vinci Guerra. My dear sister passed away. And then the next morning I come out of my house and this big gigantic monarch butterfly comes flying right at me. This was going on for five days. And on my sister's burial, the butterfly just comes right at me and circles around me just right at my face. And then it disappeared. Truly a sign from above. Hi, my name is Francesca. My son Matthew passed away three years ago. He left our family, including a younger brother, sister, and a future stepdad way too soon. And although I was really excited about planning this big wedding and having all our friends around, I couldn't help but feel lots of sadness and guilt knowing that he wouldn't be a part of our special day. And then I got this amazing sign and a beautiful wedding present from Matthew that left no doubt that he was still around and would be a part of our special day. Francesca, who you just heard from, is here. She says she's received many signs from her son, Matthew. So what kind of son was he? He was very energetic. He was very outgoing. He was the life of the party. He just loved everyone, and everyone loved him. So you lost him how long ago? Three years ago. Three years ago, which I, again, I'm sorry for that. Thank you. I know it's painful. The, bio the biological order is violated. Yeah. <laughs> so you're driving along, and you believe you've seen a sign from your son, one of several that have apparently occurred. Yes. So um, the first sign was about five weeks out. So um, I usually use Waze. We have a house out east, and I put Waze on to head back home into the city. And it was just taking me off the normal road. It stopped in a dead end. Huh. And then it shut off. And then when it shut off, um, I didn't know what direction we were pointing in, so I came out and I put the car navigating system on it. And then when I looked up, it was said Matthews Lane. Oh my and goodness. And it was kind of one of the first real signs that I knew that he was pretty much kind of, you know, telling me, no, I am here. Because just before that, um, I got a, he used to wear a Star of David and he had a tattoo of the Hamsa. Mm -hmm. And just before that, I saw somebody wearing that with a, and I, I just kept seeing that all the time, that, you know. So I've got a picture of the road sign. If I yeah. can put it up for everyone to yeah. see. And it says there's Matthew Zane again. Yeah. So that was sort of woke you up to the fact that he was sending you smaller signs like the, yeah. the tattoo imagery and others? Yes. Have they been getting louder and louder? Are you able to notice them more and yes. more? Yes, yes. So, Absolutely. So, for example, uh, I know that uh, you're happily in a relationship. Yeah. You're thinking about getting married. Yeah. These, you know, this was a few months ago. Yes. And there's awkwardness about that, right? Because you wanted him to be there. Yes. How did he communicate to you that it was okay? We took a trip to Miami, and we got into our room about 6.45 a.m. And so I looked at Charles, and I said, you know, we have to go down and watch Sunrise. And he kind of was the first, didn't really want to go, and then he said, okay, we'll go down. So we went down to the beach and it was pretty deserted. And there was one gentleman kind of a little far off, just sitting there, um, as sun was kind of coming up. He walked over to us and he was wearing a baseball cap. And it was the, kind of the first thing I noticed because I actually had the same hat mm. the man was wearing, which has the flag on it. A strange. Yeah, and um, I wear it because my son loved the flag. And I actually just wore it hiking um, the day before. So then he asked if I wanted um, our photo taken with the, sun, with the sunrise. And I said, sure. So he took a photo, he handed my phone back, and he reaches into his pocket and he hands me a flower. 
And he goes, this is for you. He looks straight in my eyes and he goes, this is for you. And I said, oh, I said, thank you. And he goes, my wife and I make these and they're perfect for wedding bouquets. I said, thank you. I don't tell him we're mar getting married. And he looks at me and he goes, my name is Matthew. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't tell him about my son, but I said, oh, that's nice. My name is Francesca. This is Charles. We come here often. And he goes, well, I come here, you know, every morning to watch, you know, to watch the sunrise. He goes, maybe I'll see you again. And I said, you know, maybe we will see each other again. And that was pretty much it. And then he looks at me and he says, do you know, do you know what my name means? And I was like, oh, I think I remember, but I wasn't sure. So he's like, my name means a gift from God. Oh. So I said, I think I remember that. And then that was kind of it. And we walked away. And then my husband, my fiance at the time was really blown away because I was still kind of shocked. And he kept saying, oh my God, that's a sign. You have to put this flower into your wedding bouquet. That was definitely Matthew. This is it? This is the actual flower? This is the actual flower. So, so. if it's okay, if you may ask uh, Francesca's husband to join us for a second. So Charles, you say you were skeptical about all this, like a lot of people are. So what was going through your mind? Well, I was, as you said, I was skeptical at first. I'm skeptical by nature. And we were literally the only two people on the beach besides this man. And when he approached, he sort of, I guess as a New Yorker, you can look at uh, strangers a little bit uh, with a little bit of caution. But this man just had this light glowing in these light blue eyes. And you could almost see through them. It was just so clear. And he was just so peaceful. And when he handed the flower uh, and said his name was Matthew and explained to us what it meant, I was completely blown away just blown away and it, you, it's not left me are you rethinking your skeptical thoughts about signs which is I think an appropriate one I'm I feel the same way I'm not sure about these signs but I keep hearing these stories that there's just too much coincidence I am, but as Francesca described, that was one incident. There's been a bunch of others. There was the Matthews Lane and several others. And I, it, these are just uncanny and absolutely hard to explain. Yeah, I don't even know how well, we would have this, this flower. This, um, actually, what's interesting about this story, because it kind of keeps going, um, I had a reading with Laura Lynn Jackson almost a year before, August 21st, 2018. And she's telling me that my son, she's like, oh, you're going to be, she was like, you're going to be somewhere in seven months, or you're going to be away somewhere. He's telling me, she goes, well, this is what he's saying. In seven months, he's sending you a gift for your wedding. I don't know what it is or how you're going to get it, but you're going oh, to get it. Come on. And then she goes, let's see, it's August, August, September, October. And she goes, okay, end of March. Well, end of March was, I flew end of March to you know, Miami for, it was April 5th. It was pretty close. It was seven. Yeah. Well, it was seven months. I mean, let me ask medium Laura Lynn Jackson to come join us if you don't mind. She's, <laughs> she's here in the audience. So we've heard. And it keeps getting better. Yeah, we've heard not just one, actually there are, at this point, four or five events, which just don't make sense if they're arbitrary. And I'm struggling as a physician to, to make sense of this as well. I just, you know, this latest observation that you predicted she was going to get a wedding gift, which I don't think that was, it's not logically possible. How do loved ones send signs so seemingly easily to people they care about from the other side? It's pretty magical, isn't it? You know, it, it's wondrous how they can do it. They can orchestrate all different things to happen. Uh, what I love about uh, this story, too, is that Matthew kept it a surprise. He didn't tell us exactly what it was going to be, but he told you it was it was 
going to arrive to you. I think they have a way of orchestrating certain people to enter our paths. For example, the Matthew that came up to you on the beach. Yeah. That was absolutely Matthew on the other side, guiding that man into your path yeah. and inspiring him to give you that flower, which is really a gift from your son. So what do you think Matthew wants Francesca to hear right now? Oh, I think he wants you to know, and I think you do already know yeah. this, that he is there with you every second Absolutely. of the day. He's here with us right now. And you sharing the story of connection is inspiring others to see their own loved ones connecting in their own lives. So yeah. it's really this beautiful um, team of light you, yeah. you and he you know, share to help others understand their own journeys, their own connections, that our loved ones are always with us. And I think it's pretty clear he was saying he was coming to the wedding, yes. you know, that he was going to be there for the happy moments too, and that he yeah. wants you to live a vibrant, joyful life of love and connection and he celebrates that with you. Absolutely, I believe it. Thank you very much Thank for being with us. I hope that Thank eases you. your pain. It does. Thank you. They are with us. They want us to be happy. They are still part of our lives. It's so hard for our mind to get around the reality of the afterlife. And I don't think we're meant to. But every so often, remind yourself, if you're skeptical and have doubts, that you are living on a planet which is hurling around the ever-expanding universe. We hold cell phones in our hand that are invisibly connected to all the information in the world, or almost all. Life after death is real, my friend. Your life is for a purpose. There is going to be a moment when we each take that last breath, and our loved ones and our pets will be there too. Don't be hard on yourself. Live each day to the fullest and definitely let the people in your life know how much you love them and savor every minute. Remember, our home base is wedontdie.com. Our new medium classes are just about to start. And of course, we have our free Sunday gathering with medium demonstrations. I'm Sandra Champlain. Thank you for listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.